Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about using the wisdom of the tarot to access the healing and creative magic of self love. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. I'm a tarot reader and intuitive coach. You can follow me on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode on the Queen of Pentacles. Recently, someone came up to me and asked me if I had gained weight. And if he were to have asked me that even just a year ago, I would have taken so much offense to that comment. But something amazing happened in that moment. In that moment, I wasn't bothered by it at all. And when I realized I wasn't bothered by it, I became absolutely ecstatic about it. For years, since I was a teenager, I had been tortured with my own body image and my own self-hatred about it. And a remark like that would have ruined my night and would have probably caused me to go into a food binge. And this experience really marked an amazing milestone in my journey of self-love. And I couldn't have asked for a better way to celebrate it by doing the episode on the Queen of Pentacles. What perfect timing, right? And before I end with that, and say, oh, what a happy ending, look how far I've come. Let me give you part two of this story. Because I'm always curious about those stories of people saying, like, this happened and since then I have never eaten sugar again, or I've never eaten gluten again, or something like that. And it was just this nice, clean break. But for my life, I've never had a nice, clean break like that. And quite honestly, the progress I've seen in my weight journey and my body journey has been quite slow. And we'll talk about more of that in the episode later on. But let me continue with part two of this story. So yes, my initial response was that I wasn't bothered by it at all. And that made me super excited. But later on, at some point, I started to feel those familiar thoughts creep up again. Like, what if he's right? What if I am gaining weight? Oh my god, that would be the worst thing that could ever happen. I can't let that happen. I have to start dieting again. My, my pants won't be able to fit anymore. This is awful. And my mind chatter about my body started to appear again. And honestly, part of me was really annoyed by this. Because it basically ruined the perfect success story I would have been able to tell you guys, you know? It would have been so nice to say, yeah, and I never had a fearful thought about my body ever again. But here's the reality of the situation. No matter how much progress we've made so far, we can still have thoughts like that that seem to throw us back into the pit. And it can be so easy to believe that nothing has truly changed and that I'll always be struggling with this or this is such a hopeless situation. However, the presence of these fearful thoughts have nothing to do with the transformation itself. The presence or lack of presence of insecurity, doubt, or fear is not a measure of true success. The true transformation that can be seen is how you deal with these thoughts and emotions that arise. And this is the part of the story where I can truly say was a happy ending. And that the happy ending was in the fact that when this body insecurity and low self-worth showed up in my experience, I didn't shut down on myself. I didn't close down, I opened up to it, I showed it love, I welcomed it, and I saw 
that it was an opportunity to ground myself in the purpose of why I'm doing the things I'm doing with this podcast, with the tarot readings, with the work that I love to do and what I love to share with others. You know, no matter what, I want my message to be that our bodies are lovable. And most importantly, we can learn how to love our bodies exactly the way they are. We may be in a position in our lives where we feel like that's impossible or that we're bad at loving ourselves, but we can learn how. We can grow our love. We can get better at loving ourselves. Just because the seed is a seed right now doesn't mean it'll never be an oak tree or a beautiful flower one day. We are not stuck and we will never ever be stuck. So with all that being said, I'd love to transition to the beautiful, loving message of the Queen of Pentacles. So, what is the overall message of the Queen of Pentacles? She's endlessly patient. She is accepting. She is nurturing of all physical forms. And all physical forms are actually vessels of Divine Spirit. She is really here to show us that all of it is part of the universe. All of it is part of God. The plants, the animals, cars, the furniture, our bodies, the dirt on the side of the road, all of it is part of this amazing, abundant universe. And one of the biggest topics we're going to talk about today is our bodies, our body image. How can we make peace with our bodies? It seems like, especially nowadays with social media and celebrity culture, our body image and this whole love-hate relationship we can have with our bodies is extremely prevalent in today's society. So I think this is really important to talk about. And the first thing that we need to acknowledge in this case is we are so much more than just our bodies. We are not defined by our bodies. I love saying this quote by um, Wayne Dyer. And it's, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. If we can understand that who we are is not limited to our physical form, we can learn to see our bodies as vessels and vehicles to help give us that human experience we are all here for. Do you want to know what car I drive? I drive a red 2006 Toyota Corolla. That thing, it's a little dinged up. I'm missing a hubcap, the paint is starting to chip and wear off, but I love that thing to death. I've even named her Stephanie. (laughs) And I love her and appreciate her because day in and day out, she huffs and puffs and tries her damn best to get me to where I want to go with no questions asked. She's kept me safe in the wind, the rain, the snow, the presence of other crazy drivers. And you know, as old as she is, one day, she may not work anymore. I may go to my car in the morning and she might not start. And if that happens, instead of sitting there being angry that I'll be late or my car isn't working, I can be so grateful for her endless service to me and what she's done for me for all these years. The Queen of Pentacles invites us to look at our own bodies in this way, to see our bodies as simple vehicles in this lifetime. Our cells are doing the best they can, and they work day and night endlessly to serve us. It's a very thankless job. And yes, some days I have hormonal acne on my chin or eczema on my arms or a killer backache, but it's also good to note that even when those things are present, 
99.999% of all the other parts of my body are working beautifully. And to shift our focus on all the amazing invisible things that our bodies are doing right now, for example, just breathing without us having to consciously breathe so we can focus on other things, it's an absolute gift that we can learn to acknowledge. And it starts from the knowing that we are not our bodies. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so if we're going to talk about how we feel about our bodies and how to make peace with that, we have to talk about worthiness. The number on this scale has nothing to do with our worth. It's taken me so long to realize that and to not only intellectually know that, but to know that from a sense of experience, from a sense of knowing. (laughs) To know it from a sense of knowing, if that makes sense. It's not just words on a page it's something that I've lived and that I can stand in as being the truth for me and I do this thing where I look at pictures of myself before when I was 20 pounds heavier and I send love to that girl and I honor her and her bravery and her strength because I know that she's going through all she needs to go through to grow and I send her love in her journey ahead I believe we can send love to ourselves retrospectively and I do believe that love meets us at that moment in time. And likewise, I like to think of the future me right now who is sending me her blessings and loving me right now. But anyways, the point I'm trying to make here is that our worth does not change in our before and after photos. And I know how hard it is to believe that. I remember when I was dating, People that I liked that didn't like me back, I would always, always equate that to because I'm too fat or that other girl that they like is skinnier than me. That's why they don't like me. That's why he chose her. And I'm thinking about it now, and it sounds super illogical and crazy, but that's how deep I was in my own self-hatred and body image issues. And again, this idea is perpetuated by society. It's so easy to pick up on this idea that skinny people are so much better than non-skinny people and that you know the celebrity culture and models and all that stuff all of that can often send the message that that is what people like that is what is admired and celebrated in society and I don't want to sit here and place blame on the media because I don't really think that's a very useful thing to do either but I think we just need to stay consciously aware of the subtle messages we can easily pick up from the media and constantly question them and their validity. And so what can we do when we find ourselves rejecting our bodies like this and measuring our worth based on how we look? It goes back to the Queen of Pentacles showing us that we are spirit. And our bodies are our traveling companions, our vehicle, our horse, our traveling dogs. And here's the thing for any of you pet lovers. Would you ever talk to your dogs in the same way we talk to ourselves in our bodies? It's an interesting way to see it, right? It's like it's easy to love a dog because dogs are so innocent. However, our bodies are innocent as well. Our bodies don't mean us any harm. Our bodies are doing the best they can. And like our dogs, our bodies just enjoy our company and really just want to be with us. That's it. If we can acknowledge the innate innocence of our bodies, that can be enough to open up the door for us to be able to give ourselves unconditional love 
to our bodies in whatever shape or form or weight that we're at in whatever age, whatever state we might be in. We can just also look in the mirror and just say thank you. Thank you, body. Thank you for doing all the work that you do that is virtually invisible to me. Louise Hay has this amazing meditation and I used to listen to it in the shower and she basically goes through each body part and thanks it and appreciates it for all that it does. It's a really beautiful meditation and it shows you how much your body is working instead of focusing on the things that aren't. And like I said, like the days where I have sore muscles or my back kind of hurts or I have hormonal acne or something's wrong with my skin, even during those times, I can use that opportunity to realize that even though I have this certain ailment or this certain condition, 99.999% of the rest of my body is working perfectly without a hitch. There needs to be a shift in our body image. Our body image is simply what we think we look like, meaning it's not necessarily true. It's just an idea in our heads. You know, there are some days where I wear an outfit and I absolutely hate it. And then I wear it a different day and I'm like, dang, I look good. And for some of us, our body images can shift depending on a variety of different factors, such as mood or if we had just eaten. And it's really important to acknowledge this fluctuation so that we don't go into full freak out every time we don't like what we see in the mirror. And I know what can shape our body image can be heavily influenced by other people's opinions about our bodies. In addressing situations when other people say things about our bodies or when we don't fit into another person's expectations of us, we can kind of learn to see that it's a good thing. Like, I'm glad I don't fit into the box that people want me to be in. It's like trying to fit into a small cardboard box and saying, okay, thank you, when you deserve to be in a beautiful mansion. I am glad I'm not living up to their expectations because often those expectations are so limited and one-dimensional. Trying to fit into that mold won't do us any justice. And yes, on some level... We naturally do seek that type of approval. But what happens when we seek that type of approval by meeting other people's expectations is that we give away our power to be who we want to be. And also, who is to say that their expectations are even true? That their opinions are more valid than my opinions? That's definitely where a lot of us can get tripped up. This idea that their expectations and standards are more real than the ones we have for ourselves. And so how can we make peace with food? I remember during my darkest times in my food binging issues, I would keep asking that question. How can I end the battle I have with food? How can I end this pain I have with food? I just want peace with food. Here's the thing that the Queen of Pentacles does. She blesses all types of food and she sees all of it as signs of abundance, signs of love, signs of divinity. The presence of food, whether it's angel food cake or baked broccoli, it's a gift and it's a sign of abundance. We just had a party at our house for Christmas and there was so much freaking food, like so much. And it was really amazing that we can live in a time where food is plentiful, especially if you're someone who can afford to listen to this podcast and afford the phone that you're listening to this on, afford the Wi-Fi you're connected to, Like, look around us. 
Everything is plentiful. And that really is a gift. Trust me, it's something I forget about all the time. I forget to appreciate the abundance that I have in my life. But when I'm reminded of how blessed I already am in the material sense of my life, it shows me how good life is to me. Another way we could start to build peace around food is to dissolve good and bad labels. There's this judgment aspect about it, right? Like there's good food and there's bad food or unhealthy food and healthy food. And I have this quote that reminds me of the Queen of Pentacles and her message in this. And it's from an unknown author that I got from one of my tea bags years ago. And it said, the difference between a flower and a weed is judgment. Our judgment of food and our behaviors around food is often what causes most of our suffering, not the food itself. This is especially true with overeaters and binge eaters. I've often heard people say, oh, I've been good today. I haven't had any sweets yet. But when did our food choices have morality attached to them? Usually when we label food as bad, that can often magnetize them even more. We can see cupcakes and we're like, oh, no, 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 that's bad. But then one thing leads to another and we end up eating one. And then we feel bad about eating the bad food. And that guilt causes us to self-soothe with another cupcake. Wanting and eating quote-unquote junk food or bad food does not make you a bad person. It does not make you a lesser person than someone who is out there eating salads. And likewise, if we are the person eating salads, it does not mean we are superior than anyone who decides to eat a candy bar for breakfast. I remember distinctly saying to myself, you're such a pig, you're such a pig, you're such a pig, in my worst times. Like there was so much self-hatred and shame when I was in the middle of a binge. And for a while, if I had binged on food too much, I would feel so ashamed that I would cancel all of my plans and would isolate myself from others and just stay at home. Like I was that ashamed of myself and my morality was tied so tightly with the food that I ate. It's so crazy to even talk about that stuff, but I'm sure I'm not the only one who felt that way. And I think we can pick up on these messages of needing to punish ourselves or feel guilty for our food choices. And here is my radical claim of the day, and you can take it or leave it. Eating pizza can be an act of self-love. Eating chocolate can be an act of self-love. It truly can. Eating whatever quote-unquote unhealthy food can be an act of self-love. And I know many of us can use food to avoid certain feelings or use it as a way to self-soothe, but I'm talking about something else completely different here. We are plagued with having all these labels of good food and bad food, but what that does is it can cause us to feel guilt and feel worse about ourselves and blame ourselves. We hate ourselves for wanting the cupcake. We hate ourselves for wanting another slice of pizza. We hate ourselves for eating fast food yet again because we don't have time to cook. All because we have certain ideas of what is good for us and what is bad for us. But here's the thing. Remember what I said in the beginning that the Queen of Pentacles is all about embracing all types of form as part of God, as part of the universe, as a part of divine love? That applies here too. In believing that we are doing an act of self-love, even in these quote-unquote unhealthy behaviors, what that does is it ends the war we have with ourselves. It ends this love-hate relationship 
that we can have with food for years. And I know most people would think, well, if I call it self-love, then I'll use it as an excuse to just eat more cupcakes and that can be really detrimental to my health. But here's what really happens. When we start to see those things as self-love, we will drastically start to experience our food in a different way. It's like me eating this piece of chocolate is like love meeting another form of love. Love as me, Gretchen, and love as this form of chocolate. We will eventually find ourselves naturally not gravitating towards food that are un, quote unquote unhealthy for us. And because this inner war has ended, peace happens between us and the enemy of sugar or the enemy of processed foods. And what that does is it demagnetizes the things that we keep on judging as bad. And those things just aren't such a big deal anymore. It starts to be like, oh, I ate two cupcakes when I only intended to just eat one. That's okay. It's not the end of the world. We aren't going to go on a binging rampage after that because we hate ourselves for eating an extra cupcake. We're calm about it, and we just move on with our lives. In one of Marianne Williamson's books, I honestly can't remember which, <laughs> but she said that in the morning, there were these monks that would say to the forest, the divine in me salutes the divine in you. We can say that to every single thing we eat today, even if we eat things that are off our diet plans, even if we choose to eat pizza instead of a salad, even if we go into a food binge, we can consciously say in our minds or out loud to each piece of food, the divine in me salutes the divine in you, or the love in me honors the love in you. It's time we acknowledge all the love that surrounds us, even in the foods that we've attached certain negative labels to. Just doing that simple act can reveal a more loving, more peaceful relationship with our bodies and with food. I battled with this binge eating disorder in my high school and college years, and it was something that I struggled with every single day. But in that dark period of my life, that's when I discovered all this self-love stuff. That's how I realized how incredibly practical it is. Because in loving myself as a girl currently struggling with an eating disorder, that is when the healing was able to occur. I remember the exact day when, for the first time, right before I was about to launch myself into another food binge, I had a box of donuts in my kitchen and I said to myself, even if you eat all those donuts, I still love and accept you exactly as you are right now. And in doing that, I lost about 15 to 20 pounds the same year without dieting, without restricting myself at all. If you're going through something similar and you have this back and forth love-hate relationship with food like I did, and you are absolutely at your wit's end, I really recommend doing this one simple thing. You don't need to go out on a diet or restrict yourself so much or cut anything out. You don't need to do that just yet. You can start with just saying this. Even if you eat everything in your entire kitchen, I still love and accept you exactly as you are right now. Little by little, it will start to shift your energy around food and your body. And this little by little shift that can occur, it also demonstrates another message of the Queen of Pentacles, which is to embrace patience. The Queen of Pentacles doesn't care if the seed she's planted is taking a long time to sprout. 
She stands by it no matter what stage it's in with loving patience. When we bless all the food that goes in our mouths, the good, the bad, it's truly an act of patience. We are becoming willing to be exactly where we are in our food journey. I can't tell you how many times I did this where I would just go through a food binge. I would have this horrible shame that would settle in and then this strong willpower would follow and I would tell myself, no, I am absolutely stopping this right now. I will never have sugar. I will put myself on the strictest, most restrictive diet or I'll skip meals to make up for the damage that I've done. And I would inevitably get into some stressful situation and then find myself in a binge again later on and then hating myself even more for failing. And so the Queen of Pentacles, when we look at her, we can see an overflowing amount of patience and nurturing energy. It can be incredibly soothing to let more of that energy into our journeys. And lastly, I know how frustrating it is to be told to just love your body, accept who you are, just love how you were made. <laughs> and not knowing at all how to do that or how you could even get to that place. Part of learning how to love our bodies is being patient with ourselves when we struggle with that. It's not supposed to be perfect. Everyone experiences time where they nitpick at their bodies or days where they just feel bloated and blah. My own journey with accepting my body and loving my body was definitely not an overnight thing. It has been a 12-year journey for me to get to where I can finally not let someone else's comments about my body get to me. And the journey is still ongoing. I still have days where I'm not satisfied with what I see in the mirror. And I think that's okay. That is where the self-love work comes in. And it's times like those where I can truly feel reinvigorated in my sense of purpose of helping others love themselves exactly as they are. My struggle with accepting myself is why I do this work and it's why I've created this show and so many of the other things I do in my life. So allow patience to be another companion on this beautiful journey. You can pray for more patience and especially with the pentacles energy, it can be slow moving. It's not as fast as spirit. Progress in this area of our lives can be extremely slow. It's a slow process to watch a seed grow into a beautiful flower or to have a tree that can bear fruit. And it could be an amazing process to watch over time. If we are really patient with ourselves, one day we'll look back and be floored by the amount of progress we've made. It's like watching children growing up and being absolutely amazed that they were just this tiny pint-sized little thing and now they're standing up and talking to me and communicating to me with real words. There are times where time seems to fly by and other times where it feels like you're watching molasses slowly drip. Either way, you can meditate on the loving message of the Queen of Pentacles. You can use the tarot and pull cards to the simple question of, how can I love my body even more today? Or how can I cultivate more peace with myself today? And see what intuitively comes up for you. Either way, this work will always lead you to go within. And that is where all the best answers are. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode on the Queen of Pentacles. I hope you enjoy this one. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. If you want more updates on self-love tarot, check out the self-love tarot Instagram. And if you're interested in the tarot readings that I offer, check out my Etsy shop for all of my latest offerings. 
Hope you guys have a beautiful day and I will talk to you next week. Bye.